Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. So that's what, when you wear full suits of armor that are like ungodly heavy and ungodly sweaty, any inhibitions go straight out the door. I started 3D printing, shoot, what? Ooh, good lord. Uh, Ten, oh no, eight years ago? Yeah. At least eight years ago. Uh, my first really 3D printing project is, don't ask me why, is that guy right there, BB-8. I don't know why I should start with the most difficult thing I ever can think of, but I did. Um, so I cut my teeth on doing printing with him, learning how to build it, and the engineering part of BB-8 for my printing background. I'm now up to five FDM, 3D printers and two resin printers. So. <laughs> One thing to add to Brad's, he doesn't just do BB-8. Um, oh yeah, we just, hmm? yeah, my Halo armor and stuff like that I started with too. He does Halo armor, props. helmets, armor, props, and stuff. six FDM printers. I got into specifically for cosplay. I print helmets. This big beastie is came off my printer a couple weeks ago, or two of my printers a couple weeks ago. Um, I do everything from little knives all the way up to full suits of armor now. Like six foot tall, seven foot tall suits of armor fully head to toe. Um, why? I have no idea. But I was supposed to be debuting uh, my Godzilla armor this weekend, but a tree is all in my house and yeah. trying to put a stop to that. Um, yeah, yeah, that puts a real damper on things. And so we will move down the Hi, everybody. I'm Nova Rune Cosplay. Um, I've been 3D printing for just a little under three years now. Um, I do everything from um, electronics control boxes inside my suits all the way up to full-size suits of armor uh, which was just my most recent with my Mandalorian and jetpack there if you guys want to see it at the end feel free to inspect it's got a broken piece too so you can see the definition of the colors we work with with filament they're very bright and so yeah from there uh, I do just about a little bit of everything uh, from 
you name it, from electronics uh, to 3D modeling and starting to learn 3D modeling and create my own costumes and products that I need. And my name is Thermo Cosplay, um, and I don't 3D print, but I finish 3D printed products, and I wear what they print. <laughs> so I have the uh, uh, illustrious honor of taking what they print and figuring out how to make it perfecto mundo, and then wear it. Um, finishing sucks. Finishing sucks. <laughs> and I like, I, I like finishing. Sorry. I thought you were doing I'm sorry. Oh, about gosh, it's so inappropriate. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move on to the next slide. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. Oh, thank you. Okay, so we're going to talk about um, 3D print basics, and we're going to focus on the type of filaments first that you can use. So we're trying to go as non-technical as possible, but let's give you some basic information on the type of filaments. Uh, so one I'm familiar with is he's used it for my mine before as PLA Plus. It prints out a lot smoother. It's super fine. It's a lot more durable, and you don't it have is. to print as many layers. And it's a lot more heat resistant than yes, regular PLA. I, I may have forgotten while my, my helmet was in my backyard oh. drying for automotive primer for two hours, it was perfectly fine. Um, so I, uh, it is really, I, I prefer PLA plus. Yeah, but it's like, because we live in this nice, great state of Arizona, which <laughs> outside is half the, like half the temperature that you actually melt the plastic at. So yeah, yeah. it's gonna, Just you gotta be, pro, like you gotta be a little bit Don't careful. Don't let it have with direct something. contact with concrete. What I usually do is I, I put it on a box or something that yeah. elevates it, yeah, and it can withstand the heat a bit better for me. But the, the, I use PLA plus, like I, when he's printing stuff for me, I buy him on PLA plus filament because it is more durable because we are in a buried environment. So PLA, everybody's, so uh, just a suggestion, if you've never, printed before, I would start with PLA, just regular PLA. And the reason why, because it's cheap is, yeah. Yeah. it's cheap. And if you're just starting out. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna just, ah, you know, you're gonna make really cool pieces of art. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding, and if you're really Little monsters. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can do, and there, yeah, you can do like, it's called spaghetti, you know, and if you're really cool, you, you know, really cool and really artistic, you take that spaghetti, you put some resin on it, drill a hole in it, jam a light in it, and you sell it for three or four hundred bucks, which people do. Okay, so PLA, get your roll of PLA and start with that. PLA Plus, like uh, Sam was alluding to, was, it's got a higher heat range, but it has, what, the exact same settings as regular PLA. Correct. And you get much more benefits out of the PLA Plus. Um, this also is all PLA Plus. If you guys come up after we do the, yeah. you, you'll see in the touchy feeling yours is all. Who? BB? BB yeah. is <coughs> Pet G carbon fiber. Yeah. Yeah. So and we'll get into the uh, more exotic stuff. Yeah, there's like Pet G and polycarbonate, yeah. which are good for like the thing that needs to be really, really durable. Yeah. Um, and for this mask that you're seeing starting to get printed here, yeah. um, this is so if you can go to the next slide. Um, yeah. This is TPU and this is flexible. So I've taken this and it, he's helping me um, print a mask for a Turian mask <coughs> effect. And you can throw it against walls. It bounces. It's fun. You can fold it. So you can, <laughs> oh, it's just fine. And I'm painting it with the type of paint that is flexible too. So I can fold it and roll it and put it in a little baggie and oh, wow. not have to worry about it getting damaged. Like it's really cool. So and then Pet G. Just straight PET G is what you what your water bottle is made out of. So it's got yeah. the reason why I had to use the carbon part of it. If I if I built one of his panels out of straight this bottle water stuff, he's squishy. So the carbon the carbon chopped up that's inside the inside the filament gives him the rigidity that he won't like the panels won't flex when he tries to roll across the ground. And that's one thing we're talking about non technical here. So think about yeah. what it is you're wanting to create. What are you trying to either commission or print on your printer? What is it going to be used for? And then that will determine what type of filament you actually need. Correct. And so PLA, PLA Plus are pretty durable, but they're not flexible at all. And they're, they're easy to use. They're easy to put on your printer. Pet G has a bit of a learning curve. Yes. But <laughs> the flip side of that is you have a lot more durability, a lot more, more heat, heat resistance. resistance. TPU. Yeah. You have to have a special you actually, plate to print on. Yeah, you actually have to have a special plate. You have to... Special you, nozzles. Yeah, special nozzles. You are better off stepping up to what they call a direct drive printer now. 
Um, we're not getting into the technical end of it. But like, just can I just say yeah. something for yeah. anybody that wants to, that wants to do masks and have them form fitted to your face and yeah. not be super uncomfortable? I all I'm doing is I'm putting on a balaclava that's made out of leather and I'm painting it to look like the scales mm -hmm. of the creature. And I'm using magnets and washers to magnetize this to my face. So when I need a break, I just take the whole freaking thing off, mm -hmm. and I don't have to do what I've done today. Where I've done a ton yeah. of makeup and I'm gonna have an hour after the con removing. <laughs> and, and, and it's like TPU, again, TPU is, it's really flexible, it's really durable, it has everything. Butt armor, it's good for butt and crotch armor, so you can yeah. sit down. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, yeah. You um, can abuse TPU. Yeah. yeah, but the flip side of that is some plastic finishing armor, it, painting it, sanding it. It, it's hard. It is a little bit more. You do have to use more flexible. So I'm, yeah. I'm spending a lot of time with Reynolds, and I'm actually experimenting with some stuff. Reynolds is a supplier in the valley that uh, provides smooth-on materials, um, but you can just go smooth-on to the smooth-on website, and they have stuff to help treat uh, TPU. Correct. And like the regular PLA, the regular PEG, the regular harder plastics, you can sand down. I use down. STC TV, yeah, which works yeah. really well. We'll get into the finishing yeah. a little bit. We're going to go more into that. But, but yeah. this, these are just kind of like basic filaments yeah. um, and you know stuff like that. Uh, should we break in between each section and ask like, a few questions? Or you want to do it? Uh, let's just run through this. Okay. Run it. Let's right, run so let's it. Because if I get it, we're going to squirrel off and we're never going to come back. Oh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to. Okay. 3D printing is a black hole. This is another example. What did you, is this PLA? PLA plus? For big G. Oh, I don't even know what's on there. Oh yeah, but that's um, that's uh, that's uh, PLA plus. Um, that's actually called PLA plus. Uh, what's the new SL? Um, a company sent me about ten rolls of this stuff to try out. It's got a much higher uh, heat threshold than PLA plus. But at the time I printed that, um, it wasn't even available on the market. So, and I tested it out for them. That stuff, I left that helmet out in, in July. It was 117 degrees outside for about eight hours just to see if it would melt the helmet. Now, mind you, I'm completely dumb because there's 300 hours of print time in that helmet. <laughs> so, but I had to because I have a questionnaire and a thing. It was about close to, at that point, about $800 worth of film that they sent me just to try out for Big G. It's, I'm doing God's alarm. So, um. Did it melt? Huh? Did it melt? Nope. <laughs> luckily. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> believe me, every 20 minutes I'm like looking out the window going, oh my God, oh my God. And I got my heat gun and I'm like, I don't want to go outside because I'm going to stick my finger through it. And I'm like, with my, I got one of those thermal heat guns. I'm going, please don't melt, please, please don't, don't melt, please don't melt, please don't melt. Oh yeah. But yeah, We're going to move into the next step, which is a little bit boring, I'm sorry, but it's most important. Um, and that is uh, safety equipment and tools. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say that some, some people I know don't um, seal up their 3D printers. I highly recommend putting your 3D printer, regardless of what building you're using, into a ventilated space that's secure and so anything off-gassing can be taken out of your home. Mm -hmm. New studies are coming in proving that even the supposedly non-toxic 3D printers are causing strange issues with memory and fatigue. So until they can figure out why that's happening, please put it in a ventilated space. Um, it could be something else causing it, but they are showing signs of this. So just be careful. Um, and if you're working with the, the 3D printed element, you're finishing it, you need to be wearing a mask or a respirator and safety goggles. Um, I had a fight with the helmet that he made for me because I was having issues with the shield off-gassing, so I took it off because it's bubbling. And I managed to get it off, but as I'm peeling it off, the pieces of plastic are flying. And my face is fine, but my hands have cuts all over them from where the plastic falls me. <laughs> so so just be careful, yeah. wear gloves too, because my gloves, I lost one of my gloves and was like, I'm fine, I'll just know my bad decision. So the same, the same things you use for, let's say, doing foam armor, yeah. um, and, and what aren't, I mean. I use automotive gloves too, you're, you're using, feel more tactile. You're using the same sandpaper, you're using the same fillers, you're using the same primers, you're using the same paints. You're not really using anything really different. It doesn't really take anything different. Than you would. Um, it's a general safety equipment that yeah. you're making it's just a safety equipment that really you would use have. normally, like your regular, you know. Most, <laughs> most of the 3D prints, the 3D printed products, you can use basic woodworking tools to yeah, like manipulate it. So anything you would use, like like from M, like MDF or anything like that, like respirator, 
gloves, dust collection, yep. sanders, all that stuff, you would want to translate into finish, like to roughing and uh, finishing your props. Yeah. Um, I think I'm. I think you have a resin 3D printer, right? Uh, no, I just use the photo resin to finish. Okay. Uh, so the only other thing on the safety thing for that side is is removing the is from the the stuff I I'm printing stuff with liquid resin. It is it's photo cured by light, so it might be liquid on your hands, it might be liquid into your hands, and then you go outside and it becomes concrete, solid inside your hand. So gloves are a huge thing, respirators are a huge thing, safety glasses are even bigger. So Your that's the only other caveat I would have an add-on for not hard uh, plastic but liquid. So yeah. to avoid, okay, I'm gonna get technical for a second. What we're talking about is there's two yeah. versions of printers right now. There's what's called an FDM printer. I don't remember what it's Use called. Deposition so, okay, and what that is is you're basically taking and melting plastic and Doing layer by layer. The SLA is liquid, liquid vat, and then yeah. pulls. It basically it's a liquid vat with a, either a UV light or a UV laser that cures it and then builds it from the, the, the top up. It's really kind. Of, both processes are cool, but the SLA ones are even neater because it's it's you're literally it's a light that goes along and solidifies the resin. Yeah, layer this is actually part of this topic, Rob. We're talking about tools. Oh, cool. So these are the two yeah. different types of printers yeah. you use. Those yeah, are tools correct. you use for 3D printing. Yeah, right. and that's why the safety is a little bit more, yeah. um, like Brad was referring to, is a little bit more critical on the SLA printer. Well, and another thing too you want to think about, so because you're working with something that's a, that could potentially be a bit more brittle if it's not TPU, you need to think about how you have your cutting implements. So you can absolutely use a rotary tool, but it has to be in a really low setting, and I suggest the flex shaft for control. But I highly recommend just getting a uh, soldering iron with a attachment that looks like a uh, exacto blade. And she's so talking about of, this for the FDM printing. Yeah, yeah for, for FDM print. printing. For resin, it's it's totally different. Yeah, yeah. it's very different. <laughs> you but you just want to look at the types of cutting resources you oh, have as well, because if you yeah, need to trim something down, then you have to be very careful, like how you cut your objects, or you're going to break the whole thing. Okay. So. Right, what, we have a next slide. Yeah. Holy crap! I was showing, I was showing examples of like what a printer looks like. Oh, that's. I, I, I oh, look, my living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's my kitchen before There's I moved kitchen. into my living room. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I just thought I chose more examples. Hey, that's my first printer. Here, so. That's like six I'm in years there. ago. That's crazy. I've got photos of you in here. I think, oh, I, I think it's your handle number. I'm not sure. I don't know. That's going to be interesting to me. I, I don't know. Let's go on an adventure together. Okay. Some of us haven't seen these slides. Can uh. I just say that I went, to, I went to all of your different groups and pages, and I was like, oh. Ah. Uh -oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, oh. just leave. I know yeah, you let's go, Brad. <laughs> all right, go to the next slide, please. Thank you. So now we're going to talk about materials. Yep. Oh, okay. um, sorry, no, my, my, my content shifted in. That was weird. So just. Um, we talked about the printing filaments, so now we're going to talk about the tools you use after you printed something. So this right. is kind of closer to when you're trying to finish the product and seal, you know, paint, seal, prep it for painting, then after painting, seal, stuff like that. So one of the most important things is priming your 3D pen, print prints. So how do you prime 3D prints, Brad? Um, for me, um, resin, the resin ones is basically a clear coat or something to, to seal it up. Um, after it's been UV cured. Uh, anything I've done for like PETG or for that is just regular sand, like sanding and then just regular two-in-one primer or filler primer and then up. What kind of filler primer do you use? Um, I found this really cool one that's only just people that has imported in Las Vegas of all places. <laughs> um, it's a high build, uh, like a high build, like almost like spray putty. So it's like, it's. Like the two-in-one filler sander primer is basically the same thing. It's just thicker than this. I would not recommend using it on something that's super detailed because the way it lays it out and it self-levels and stuff, you'll start losing things. Um, yeah, luckily, you do, you do use it. Use sculpting tools. So I have correct. sculpting tools that are used for wood, and they're very useful. That's what happened. I had it like that. So on BB-8, yeah. like when I do a, like one of his whole panels, it smooths out the whole panel all nicely. But I have to go back and make sure the little circles and are all done. That's that. for some builds. That's like what looks really cool when you do that because it adds more of like a, a bellow yeah. or an emboss of some kind, whatever you need. But like it, yeah, other things where it's just super fine and you don't even know where it is anymore. I agree. Don't use that. <laughs> and I do recommend for. 
If you can use it, power tool, power sanders kind of are your Hand friend. Sanders, yeah. Palm sander, orbital sander. You know, same thing. Work easy on yeah. yourself because yeah. you will stay there for because a while. Because you're gonna if you get into that, that what, what is the thing between everybody, right? If you're into 3D printing, you're gonna start loving sanding or yes. be one with sanding. <laughs> Just realize you're gonna be tendonitis. Print, print, <laughs> sand. Sand, 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 sand. Primer, sand, sand, sand. Primer, sand, sand, sand. Primer, maybe paint. Fix what you just broke because you pressed too hard. Your arms are going to look fabulous. Yeah, exactly. What do you use? It depends on what I'm doing. Like this, because, and I hate finishing work, so I take an exorbitantly long amount of time when I print stuff. Like this, I'll hit with a product called XT. XTC3D, which is like a two-part resin product um, from SmoothOn, and what you do is you do it, you coat it, and it fills in all of like the the ridges and the valleys and stuff, and smooths it all out. It's, it's a self-leveling yeah. um, product, and then after that, I'll do it in small batches, and then I will use. I don't quite use the high build stuff, like Brados the paint, because. Um, Unless I do a down, what I call a down and dirty print, which is a quick print that I have to get done really fast. But something I take my time with, I'll use the, uh, it's called sandable primer. Um, yeah. It's at Home Depot. Depot. Yeah, Home Depot. Yeah. I get my Yeah, I go to Harbor Freight because it's cheap. Um, and I'll hit it with that and just sand. I got it for five ninety five. It's like for some reason always on sale. It's like they hate it. Coupons. Coupons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I use auto. I use auto filler primer for the first time because I used the two one filler primer for a while, and then I used XTC R D. But yeah. that automotive one has worked so much. It's creating such a smooth surface, and yeah. the great thing is because it dries so rough when you smooth it, it's just. Yeah, one of the things because we do we were alluding to with the heat in Arizona painting. Um, Oh, hello. Oh. Painting sucks. Um, I got it. Don't worry, I got this. I think okay. they're the second one from. Oh, let's destroy their panel. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh oh, it is. It's, like a, kind of, it's, it's like we're fighting each other. You guys are fighting. Oh, <laughs> well, we do apologize. Oh, I got this. I got my Nintendo finger. Ready? Go. Painting is. I'm winning. Painting out here, um, you've got to watch again with any of the products we're going to talk about. Anything that's highly detailed, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Anything with a highly detail, you have to watch like the smooth on. Ben's gonna even just halfway. Ben's gonna talk about another product, um, but you gotta watch when you use these products because yeah. if you have anything highly detailed. You'll lose that detail in about two seconds. Our room's breathing, guys. Because these, <laughs> because these products will, a term we use is called cook off fast. Yeah. Which is, it, most of them are two part reds and products. Now they're messing with you. Yeah, now they're. <laughs> now you don't open it. No, I think it goes in the hallway. But, um, it's all right. But um, so just watch. But again, painting out here is we have a, I, when I paint, I literally get up at about three in the morning and do my painting. Um, because otherwise you'll get, as primers are notorious for, I call it the sand effect. You know, because if you paint, like if I'm gonna paint this. They're laughing next door, it's doing the same thing. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh. And I'm like they right here, it. There's no way. it'll come out like sand. And then yeah. you just, and it's drying before yeah, it hits. It's you. drying before it hits. So your window, especially this time of year. Um, same thing will happen with your curing of your your whatever you use to smooth with the products that we're talking about, the, because they're all, it's, most of them are essentially resin-based products. So, um, but yeah, the paints uh, and then painting, and then Ben will talk about another fairly new process, which I haven't really tried yet because I like my XTC and Ben likes his resin. And so one of the things, um, you know, lots of times. One of the biggest pain in the rear ends when you're doing this is if you're using a filler primer, you have to spray it and you have to forget it. You have to wait 
If you don't let it dry, you're going to smear it. It won't look good. It won't sand correctly. It'll start to come up on you, and then it'll take a big chunk. And so lots of times, the, the hardest part about finishing work is the, all that just thumb spinning you do at the end. Well, I wanted to try and find a way that allowed me to go from the printer to paint it in one day. And one of the things I found that allowed me to do that was by using my FDM printer to create the structure, create the element with most or whatnot. I have details. They're not very insane. Most of my details I put on after the finishing. So I have small embossments that I'll print off. Now, with it, it's got the same photo resin that's used for the SLA printers. So the cool part about the SLA uh, resin is that it doesn't cure until you hit it with a UV light. Now, I do urge caution. It gases. They always say low odor. It's in no way low odor. You are being exposed to VOCs. So be in a very well ventilated area. Do it over a table. Don't do it over yourself because you hit that UV light. It's going to get 160 degrees or more. It's going to burn you and it's going to stick to you like super glue. Beyond that, though, you can literally brush it on with a paintbrush. And it doesn't even have to be perfect. You can be kind of sloppy. Just make sure your detailed sharp edges hit it with the UV light. About four or five layers later, you rinse it with your alcohol or acetone, depending on what resin you have, because some will react differently. Uh, the one I use is just isopropyl alcohol. You wipe it clean, you give it one more good blast with the UV light, and you can sand it and paint it in the same day. And it is back to back to back to back. And there's no wait time, so you're not worrying about your resin turning into a block inside of the cup while you're trying to put it on or it gets chunky. It's really quick, but it is, I like to say, a little bit more, you have to be very cautious. Because I have a good size burn on my foot between my toes because I wasn't paying attention and I cooked myself earlier this week before here using photoresin. So it will burn you. It will take a chunk of you with it. <laughs> but beyond that, that jetpack right there, you guys saw an image of it earlier. Mm -hmm. It's all purple, but I got that done, chromed, and ready to go after sanding in, in one day. Pulled Sorry. it off the print assembly. I realized one thing we forgot to talk about before we went to this, but it's fine. Um, what we glue our pieces together with? I use A and B, just regular A and B epoxy. A and B epoxy? Okay. I like use epoxy and CA glue. Right? Yeah. Accelerator. I use it. I weld mine together with CA glue. Yeah, 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 pissed off CA glue. So I use a 3D pen, which is a 3D printer that you use with your own hand. It's, you're not as good as your 3D printer, so don't try. <laughs> um, but what I'll do lots of times, I'll use it to fill gaps, and then whatever's rough at the end, I use a uh, flat paddle wood burner and I weld the entire piece together. If you know how to weld, oh, I, it's so yeah, satisfying. I weld, I weld mine with um, bonding. plastic weld. I think it's bonding is a, is a little curing resin. So it comes out as a gel, it's a pen. Each you one has. It in and then you cure it, and it makes it a flexible one. It's a flexible um, joint, too. So for some reason, it's all gloves into instead of it shattering. It just flexes so a So it's, bit. it's uh, funny. We just described four different ways yep. to, to glue something together. Four, all four different ways work. Yep. And it's whatever works for you. Yeah. And ever, whatever works. Whatever the yeah. yeah. I like bond it because I, I have more control. Like yeah, my, it's my whatever, hands yeah. shake at certain angles, so I can't use the larger, like I can't squeeze it, but the bonding pin is so easy to maneuver, it doesn't bother my hand that Me, much. I mean, I, I've been using CA glue for years and years and years. And I use CA glue. Yeah, I have, like, that's how he's held together sometimes, too. Yeah. Oh, he broke. <laughs> I got CA glue and an accelerator. Let's shoot. Yeah. Can we go to the next one? Oh, look, it's Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe. Oh. Um, so, oh, that's uh, version one, too. Attachments and, I was doing attachments and robotics. So, how did you uh, get the Phoebe together? Um, most of him is put together by, um, now it is like the regular 3D printed hard part. I have modeled in little reliefs. It's not going to break. It's really? Break. <laughs> Whatever. Um, there's now a mechanical thing that they have out now is their little brass inserts. So you heat them up with like a soldering iron or a, a bit like a heated, like a soldering iron or wood burner, and you can press it into your plastic. It's got a knurled end on it, so you now have a mechanical, a mechanical fit uh, connection where you can take out the screw, put the screw back in. So all his parts, the circles, all the triangles, and all that are all held together by those heat inserts, and they're non-magnetic for me because I have to worry about magnetics because that's how his head stays on. So those things be able to sit in there, and they have stainless steel screws that go in there. Commercially now, they're called thread inserts. 
thread inserts. Yeah. yeah. It was a hard time. When I was building them, I could only like uh, <laughs> only McCaster car yeah. had them. I could get local or not locally, but like I was able to get. Um, now you can find them. Amazon has yeah, them now. They're, like the, what they remind me of, the me come from an automotive background, yeah. is a. Uh, We'll just press it again because you trailed on the next slide, and then if you can click up, whatever it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, wait, here. Go Yay! Just go, just go halfway, not right through the evil. Just one more. Just one more now. Come on. Come on. Oh, I can't move. I can move. Yeah, technical difference. So it just, it just means that they, when they program the drums, they just forgot to program so them separately. So when you're using structurally, like structural stuff, yeah. that's one of the biggies about. Um, about any, doing anything like doing suits of armor or doing like BB-8 with robotics and stuff, is you actually have to uh, choose a material yeah. that's structurally sound. Like PLA, PLA plus, I would not suggest because it's not got the structurally soundness to it. Um, Polycarbonate, hang on, hang on. You can work around that the better you get. Okay, starting out, I would, I would suggest you go with like PETG or carbon fiber or something. Yeah. Else. So, in inside BBH drive system, I have a regular standard parts that are printed in PLA, but I've reinforced where like servos connect and stuff like that connect with alum with a piece of aluminum and stuff that's cut out that way. So you can still use that, but you just realize that I know that this this up and down force is going to shear that plastic. So they have some way of to actually doing it. So yeah. So we got we got we kind of talk about other other ways to put things together. You can use like uh, different uh, straps and magnets, and uh, you can use. Say you're trying to attach something. So we talked about like putting it together, kind of like robotics. If you're trying to attach things to your 3D print, so you can wear it as a helmet or armor. Um, you can use like nylon webbing. Strapping. Um, you can use zippers and open eye closures. Um, I actually like to. Rip his head. I like to glue. Yeah, I like <laughs> to. Happens in the movie. It's okay. I like to. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're just going to rip his head off again. I'll say, like, mechanically, ways I'm trying to get this. You can actually see the magnets. Yeah. I like to glue washers and then have magnets on one side of washers and the other so it's like I think what it is is the first room yeah. happens to be the control for all the others. Right? Right, right, right. Typically, the master room has a control. Well, oh, this room, then you're in the Yeah, everybody so. has. It's, it's just. Focus, guys. Focus. Focus. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not worried about but, the lights. No, so, so um, <laughs> I prefer to use nylon webbing and then um, to attach it, I like to use. Um, I'll put a little bit of like, maybe. E6000 to, to secure it down, but then I put the Cosbon reinforcer over it, and it keeps it in place. My Nando armor will all day long run into people, chip my armor, chip my paint. That webbing is natural webbing. Battle damage. Battle damage, yes. So um, I like to use Cosbon for attaching like webbing and snaps and other things. If you don't know what Cosbon is, it's awesome. And you're a cosplayer. The is perfect for three. Go from here, get on your phone, a look at Cosbon. It comes in sheets and it's attached, it comes in sheets and it's of made attachment in Seattle, stuff. So it's made in the US. Uh, that stuff changed my life of doing big, I mean, I do large, stupid costumes. And I don't use E6000 at so easy, all anymore. I, is, for that attaching. Armor? is that your armor? Is that your armor? Holy crap, it is. <laughs> oh, that it is. Great. Armor. But, anyways, so like, look up Cosbond yeah, that's my product. The bottom is, is the, it'll change your life. It attaches to foam, it attaches to everything. And but it, you can see, like, he did his, his big G and he's got a pair of gloves and he just glued no. the armor. Oh, oh, that? So it's, oh, it's yeah. Easy to, to wear it. So yeah. Slide the gloves on and off. So there's other things. I don't do suggest, too. unless you really know what you're doing with CA glue, doing it how I did it. Um, that did was, you not wear a glove underneath it? Oh, hell no. That's like <laughs> two o'clock. That's two o'clock in the morning going. I am going to go to CCC. One on Xbox Live with him in my ear, hearing him go out, 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 while he's cooking himself. Because I got the glove on and I'm doing this with the piece full of, you know, pissed off super glue going. Memories. Oh crap! I don't have a glove on. Mother. Terrible. 
Over Xbox Live, playing Fallout 76. Or get a glove on. Or when you're putting strapping in your helmet and you forget that. So one thing that's like really hard about 3D prints, which we all might be able to relate to, is storing them. Where do you store your stuff once you need it? Like once you enter, forfeit all of your free space. I have inherited a power armor from somebody. Um, and now, as you can see, the, like he has his armor, here's Amanda armor in the cabinet, but the power armor fills an entire walk-in closet up through our story. Like, I, I had the whole thing's full, I left space to the last little piece that's gonna go in there, um, and I have a plan to actually use a lot of, like, um, parachute snaps and magnets so that I can take it apart and keep stacking it in the future, because there's no way I can have it fully built and glued together and stored. Right. That's, that's just like him. Like, he, I, I have no place to put him. He's like, you know, if he's here, he's like pushed in the bottom corner. Um, he's in a temperature controlled area because I don't want him to warp or anything like that. Or if you guys see me that I'm walking around, if like, if I'm literally not in eye shot from him, he's in that little cart with me. I don't want to leave him outside. He doesn't go into a car. He doesn't leave no the gosh. tank. I don't. I don't go to bathroom breaks on on road trips with him. He's in the car. I have to hold it because I'm not leaving him in there for like less than 15 minutes. Stuff like that because I don't. Even though he's temperature stable, I'm not going to take the chance of how much time and effort's gone into that. It literally will take 15 minutes, and you'll lose hours and hours and hours of work that people, you will never get back. Yeah, I know some people that it's actually just cheaper for them to get a temperature control storage unit and store it in there because if something goes wrong, they have to reimburse you for everything that's because of the yep. insurance claim it's on covered. it. And a lot of people will just get the small, like, you know, it's like the size of a, like a big closet, a storage unit, it's really small. Yeah. And um, they just store them in there because they don't have space in their own home. Yep. So, store, yeah, store but if you can't do that or afford it, I highly recommend that Keith can break it down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. How do you do this one? I don't. Oh, see. Okay. Uh, also, look. Yeah. Think ahead. Yeah, uh, one thing we, one thing we did not touch on. I'm just gonna like what I did yeah. and realized when I first got into 3D printing. Be comfortable with using a computer. Oh, to yeah. a point where he probably had this all nice and where he has the model. And then, if you're not comfortable manipulating a model in a 3D space to put a pin in here that he could take this and to put it in half or a piece of rod in there to reinforce it, you're gonna make your life a lot harder. Or you just need to find somebody who can help you with that. Cause he and I are working together, cause he's my brother. And so he and I work together and he, I told him, hey, this is what I need. What do you need for me? Like, what do I need to pay for to make this happen? Like we've got, I, I, I have a six and a half foot sword from an anime that I like to travel with, but obviously I don't like shipping it places. So we're working on building new structures to easily snap them in and And that one's been a work in progress We've broken it too. twice. We've, we're figuring I, it out. I, I put it through plenty of tests for him and told him, so this happened this time. Next we're going with a horizontal print scale. Yeah. see how well that works. I just keep snapping them. <laughs> I'm not even fighting with these people. I don't know how Your to do layer is only as strong as the layer above and beneath it. If you were printing something this long and you have a lot of little stacks of paper like this, it's going to snap Step really easily. Like yeah. So yeah. if you're going to print something long, it says some lots of times, turn it to its side, let it print lengthways. That way, if it slots into itself, it is also a lengthways. Because I can tell you, I swung it really aggressively once and yeah. half the so <laughs> Engineering kind a of bunch of Yeah, a bunch of the brains. stuff we're talking about without getting... I too mean, crazy about too crazy about it's just an intro it, 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 it is, it is, but what it all boils down to with, I mean, the reason why this panel was created, the non-technical version, was I was trying to create, was, um, do you, do you really need a 3D printer? No, you need a friend that has a 3D printer. Yeah, you need a friend. <laughs> I, I wish you people in Seattle to I'm serious. Do you, do you really need, I mean, do you really need a 3D printer? Like, there's certain parts of a costume that I learned the hard way. Do not 3D print them. Like your shin guards. Do not 3D print shin guards. Sometimes. Uh, I'll be I, I barely no, fit my do, leg in there. Do, we, do, we've do, we've do all done. Do a TPU. Yeah, do it if you want to do a TPU. I mean, because I, I agree with you here. I can't yeah. wear certain leg armor. Yeah, because it's, it's too, too hard. Yeah. You need, like, your, the reason why you don't do your shin armor is because think of your body movements, your dynamics of how your body moves. That's a hard part. Yeah. That's a hard part. 
this is again it's a pinch point it's things you have to plan for. these are the things you plan for when eventually you when you get a real nice purple bubble right here from where you went yeah, rock on, get a fist bump and put your arm down and it just kind of chopped you. Oh, I don't have one today, but I have a blood blister, a permanent blood blister from one of my arms that I get every every time I go. Those are love kisses. No, they're called yeah. arm fights. Um, but you got to think about that is look at, like, again, you know, he was joking with greaves, greaves, whatever you call these things, gauntlets. I, gauntlets. What be, greaves are for your feet and your pants. I don't care. Those are shin guards. I don't care. Anyways, so like gauntlets, you can do gauntlets as a hard part. You can, you know, but you got to make sure that you leave openings because it doesn't move. You know, you don't move this as much as you really do your, your legs. Touch your head. Yeah. And as you touch your head, mark with the marker right yeah. here where your elbow bends. That's the amount of length you want on a gauntlet. Yeah. Anything more? You're gonna do this. You got an itch. You can't even scratch. So put your hand on your head. Mark your arm. Measure it. And we're not we're not talking you out of buying a 3D printer. I've got six of them. We have too many 3D printers. But there's never one because if you buy one, you can make another one. Another one, you can make another one. And if you have another one, you can make another one. It goes even faster. I'm just gonna say it's an addiction. But do you really need one, or do you have a friend that you can say, hey, can you 3D print, or you know somebody? That's what I got. Exactly. It, people are all like, hey, yeah. can you 3D print? I can 3D print so, you. Yeah, you know, so, <coughs> you know, and these are the things that you need to think about. 3D printing is great. You can do this, I can do this, I can make this. And you made that part. Now what are you going to do with your 3D printing? I feel like I'm wasting time if it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, what we, what we kind of joke around in the 3D thing is, oh, it's, no. people think that it's, it's a, 3D printers is like, push the button, and it's completely, like, you're just like, it's like a replicator on Star Trek. Yeah. No, it's not anywhere in the You, have to you know pull it out, you put it on, you go to a conference. You have to know hard so no surface modeling. You have yeah. to know how to organically Correct. resize well, things. You, you can, have to know your space limits. Well, you can yeah. get, you can actually, there's you a lot of stuff. Files, you can buy files. You can buy past a lot of modeling. But you can buy files that are already we scaled. Have, we have a friend that's also in the does Fallout armor, and he he's got the greatest the greatest oh, exponent okay. explanation for what a three D oh, printer yeah. is. It's just a force multiplier in your in your your, your workflow. Yeah. <laughs> so like instead of me cutting this out of foam or something like that, I can have that machine printing out this piece like and working on something else. So you can use it as in your workflow of, hey, I'm going to build this. I can do this by myself right now. The 3D printer can be pr go over here, printing what it needs to print, and then come back to the finishing part as what it is. It's just another tool. It's like an orbital sander to a sandpaper to paint. It's just something else that you're going to be able well, to do with it. For instance, while this was printing on my, two of my printers, I was building something else. I was building something out of foam. So if I didn't have my 3D printers, I'd have to so my time was would be building this, and I so I was building two things at once technically. Well, my printers were you know so again the force multiplier. If you're doing multiple pieces, or or like you know I, I always say the professional cosplayers that do costumes they're doing two or three or four costumes a con, you know they can use a 3D printer to do gauntlets or something, and then they can work on you know a really cool outfit. And then finish the outfit, and then take that part off the printer, finish that, put something else off the pr on the printer. So they're multitasking. It's but a you feel really work. cool when you go into like a room with five three printers, and you're like, build, yeah. build. <laughs> oh, you have conversations with you. Just kind of, oh yeah. And you sit there and you just stare at it, enjoy Maybe your coffee, and like keep it going. So yeah. And that's like the dynamic of a family where you want to throw it out the window, and then <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, you're a nice person. Completely <laughs> off topic. You can buy, uh, I don't know, I haven't seen them in a while, but you can buy filaments that smell like coffee oh, and oranges yeah. and stuff. I bought 3D printer, the filament that smelled like coffee. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> I just, I, I actually made some just random crap that, because I wanted my house to smell like coffee. <laughs> well, like I mean, I, like I don't know if plus is that much, but PLA when it first came out, because you only oh, had two, yeah. you only had two filaments. Yeah. You had ABS, which is Horrible. ABS, yeah. everything's gonna Do die. Not use and ABS. You, had, you had PLA. ABS, which tries to kill you. But, but yeah. the PLA you would buy anywhere. And when I first started printing, I was like, I always 
why do I want breakfast? Like, that's because that smells like freaking waffles. Yeah. It is made by a corn derivative, yeah, like, corn-based thing. Corn like, it is like pancake syrup. And I'm like, I want freaking waffles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. It was the greatest thing ever. We're coming to the last 10 minutes. Um, okay. Before we figured I'd, we, I'd uh, yeah. open it up for questions. And yep. if you have any questions about 3D printing or costuming, attach me something that we could probably potentially assist you with. Yes. Yeah, you mentioned that you can use computer programs to design your own, uh, like STLs. What programs do you use? I, you want me to run this one real quick? Go. Yeah. Okay. I when I first started, that I did. I tried to do everything in Blender, and then you realize certain programs are used for certain things. Like Blender is a multi-surface, like animation stuff, kind of like that, where you make things. So that one I would use in like in a helmet, in a helmet situation. That's more organic shaped. Um, stuff like this, it's a square, it's a regular, it's a tube, it's a tube. I'm now Fusion 360. Mm -hmm. If you don't make <coughs> more than $30,000, I guess, a year on your 3D printing stuff, you can get a entrepreneur mm -hmm. kind of thing. And that's where I started doing a lot more mechanical stuff for like a box, a servo mount, and all that stuff for BB-8 thing. So roll into what you would use it for more than anything like that, just sticking with trying to do everything in one program. Um, talking about that also too is a lot of these 3D programs, you need RAM, video card, oh, and video card. if you start making models, you're gonna need space. Because when I started fleshing out a bunch of helmets and stuff like that, my helmet started at like, oh, 250 megs for this helmet. Now I'm like 1.2 gigs. I'm like, where in the frick is all this oh, going? Yeah. So for me, I always would say is roll into what you can try, get your feet wet in over here, go in over here, some of the built-in stuff for, uh, is that 3D Builder for oh, Windows is yeah. Yeah. okay, Mesh Mixer is okay. I'll use Mesh Mixer really quick when if I wanted to cut something up yeah. and like make That's parts out of it. Sells. You can cut it up and there, there, and, yeah. That's where Mesh Mixer is. Right now, there's not. You, you can ask like Brad, he'll say Fusion 360, you'll ask him. I'll just say this, if you're looking for free ones, you want to look up Tinkercad. Yeah, Tinkercad. You want to look up, of course, Blender, but Blender is very complex, so you definitely don't want a YouTube University. <laughs> and uh, that's where I've done it all. Yep. I've learned everything off YouTube University, yeah. all the way up to the point. So I did. I use a combination of Mesh, mix, mesh Mixer, um, Blender, and uh, Mesh Lab, which is a fun one, which allows you to actually, so you can't ever save anything in Mesh Lab, but you can drop a model in there and say you have a wireframe from a game. Well, there's probably about 400 different mesh algorithms you can use and you flush can, it out. to flush it out, where you can say, okay, well, I've got this 16 faces, which is gonna make it look really blocky. You can put it through a butterfly mesh uh, enhancer algorithm, and it will take techie, all of those techie. and turn it into a smooth form. Now, that's the cool stuff about it. So definitely look up Tinkercad because that's one yeah. of the best ones and the easiest ones to Tinker, start learning. And Tinkercad is based based on web based. Yeah. So it is basically take a square. We'll give you a square. If you want to overlap another square on top of it, now you have an X. Yeah. You know, kind of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it's so cool. it's just using basic geometry to make something more geometric shapes. And it'll help. It'll help you learn. You yeah. know. So you always remember, you're going in there. You've never played with Legos your entire life. So get on it, read it, learn whatever you can. Look up tips and tricks. Pete, there are thousands of them out. And there, that's that's a good thing. Uh, a good thing to do is, I learned 3D printing from a good friend of ours. Um, he got me into it, and one of his things is to go to YouTube. Yep. Um, YouTube is just don't know, fall down the rabbit hole. Yeah, please don't fall down the rabbit hole. That's anything Ooh, YouTube. Don't like fall down the rabbit hole. <laughs> um, it's a deep one. I, I benefit from the rabbit hole. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, See, friend has a 3D printer. That's friends with 3D printers. See? Yeah, get to know somebody with a 3D printer because it's funny because you go over to their house and go, oh, that's cool. And then most of the time they're like, when did I, I, I don't care, go ahead and take it, because I don't even remember what yeah. I printed that. Yeah. I wasn't even going to start it anyways. Get out yeah, of the house. Go on, get out of the house. Just a random question. How many of us have ADD? 
<laughs> really? Cool? Yeah, so hence why we have tubs of like, hey, this is really cool. I saw it on there, like I printed it, and then like if I have the printer going, or the printer will go and then build it. And then by the time I'll do it, I'll come back to it, but but you never come back to it. Hence why I have a whole bunch of props and buckets, and I'm like, Oh, that's a Soldier 76 pulse rifle. I like the opposite. Oh, cool, like another shiny thing over here. You need to define, you need to ask that, ask that question differently. You need to say, who has 3D printer ADHD? No, I think ADD does it all. No, no, no. Because I have 3D printer because I've got an entire room full of, like, armor parts and weapons and this. I printed this because it looked cool. That's exactly what I did. I'm like, Anybody else have any other questions? Oh, yeah, let's just go back. Let's go. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about how you guys go about sizing your parts. So that's where I like to use Mesh Mixer. It has a local transform, which is actually quite fantastic for scaling a model in a whole form. So some of them have what's called a world transform, which will scale it completely and entirely. So if you pull on this side, this side yeah, grows I was going to say, Armorsmith is kind of Then you can do local. Now, Armorsmith, I can't remember, you have to pay for that still? You no. still, yeah, you have to. Mesh Mixer's free. You learn how to scale in Mesh Mixer. Armorsmith is basically. If you're looking for it, free. You create, you pay for it, and it's a little expensive. Yeah. But you basically create a body model of yourself. You enter in all your dimensions, and it creates a mannequin, a T-pose mannequin. And then you can drag and drop either STL. Do they still, I they think they're still doing PDO. Or they do. Uh, I think they do PDO and wave files. And you do, it does, no, it does OBJs, PDOs, uh, STL. Okay. And you basically pull like, parts. Yeah. <laughs> you, hey, 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 hey. You uh, bring a, like a picture, you know, you, you find a file of a armor part, and you, what you do is you take that armor part and you drag it over onto your body. And it, was, it should help please scale yeah, it. Yeah, what was that called? Armor Smith? Armor Smith. Smith. Yeah. It's still in like a, like I think in the last two years it's, it's still it's, in a beta. It's been in beta for like eight years. Yeah, those beta. Any other questions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just keep going. Yeah. Try to punch out more questions. Question, question, question. Anyone else? Okay, I think we got that. It's a lot of stuff. Um, again, I compile it. Think about, again, are you just going to build, like, I want a set of gauntlets. 3D printed gauntlets are really cool. Find a friend that's got a 3D printer. Okay, if that's the only thing you're going to use, I'm sitting on right now eight people. It, no, it was eight people that wanted to sell me their printers. Yep, that's how I collected four of them. Uh, they, they, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, yeah, but if you guys want to come on. Come take a look, we've got cards. we got business cards yeah. here, so you can reach any one of us through these right here, so you yeah. guys feel free to take a look. Why in there? Do I didn't do this system. No. You're part of the group. Oh, dang it. But anyways, if you've got any questions, so come on up. Thank you all for coming. We appreciate you. I feel like really accomplished because we, we have squirreled, like the last time we squirreled so far away. We didn't even Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.